All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Rest and Recovery Podcast. With me is Mr. Kevin Mason, an owner and operator of BioFit Performance, who we met at Raise the Bar Conference about, I guess, close to a month ago now, right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, it's been about about a month now since I last saw you. Yeah, crazy how time flies. Um, really enjoyed the event, your facility, and uh, uh, really like the the whole end end that you guys offer there, which uh, I'm sure we'll get into. It's not just you know a workout center, but kind of the pre and the post um, prep stuff. But for those listening, give a little kind of, you know, origination story, I'll call it, uh, of yourself. You used to be a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, so I used to be a, a rugby player back in England. Um, okay. So in England, it's a little bit different than the U.S. where we don't really have a college sport. So straight out of 18, uh, you sign pro or you, you just go to college or universities. So that's pretty much what I did is uh, at 18 years old, sign a pro contract, played rugby for about three years. And then from there, got injured and uh, decided to move on from the sport. And, um, you know, what better from an English, an Englishman uh, with crappy weather all day, all year round, you know, what better place than to go to college in, uh, in sunny Florida. So that's, uh, that's just the, the, the background and how I moved to the U.S. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was uh, – I just wanted to go to college to continue my education. But, yeah, definitely a sunny uh, sunny side was in Florida. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a big change uh, for sure. So how long have you been in the States for? About 10 years now, 10, uh, 10 11 years. Um, okay. I did my bachelor and then master's degree uh, in Miami. And then um, – Did you go to the U? I went to the U for two semesters and then transferred to Barry University. Okay. And then, um, and then from there, I got my first job. So I was at FIU. I was FIU strength conditioning coach. And um, so D1 football. And then from there, I just created BioFace. So I went private sector. And, um, you know, it's the rest is history pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um... Was there something that drew you other than being in sports yourself? Um, you know, one of the things that we had talked about when we were there and at your facility is, is you have a recovery lounge or recovery zone um, there. What was your experience in your athletic career compared to now looking back relative to recovery? Um, so the idea with BioFit, so the reason why we build this gym, uh, my wife and I was taking my athletic background where whether it's college sport or professional sport, you have each athlete is surrounded by a team. Um, you know, you have doctors, massage therapists, coaches, uh, a whole huge staff um, surrounding the athlete. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with this gym is uh, it's kind of an all in, in one um, shop, stop shop. So coming from my background again, I wanted to uh, provide this to our members where they come in, they have the, rec- uh, the training from the coaches, they have the nutrition aspect. My wife is nutritionist, uh, the recovery. So yeah, we have, you know, infrared saunas, cold and hot plungers, compression boots, um, all kinds of different mo- modalities and the accountability, obviously, uh, from, from the coaches. Sure. And, um, and that's kind of, um, 
the reason why we created BioFit was to have that, um, like you said, the pre, uh, during, and post-workout. Yeah, and I that that's awesome because I think so often, I think the incomplete aspect of wellness is like the siloed aspects of it. And it, it's kind of hard to do it under one roof. You only see some of the big box call, you know, places that do that end to end. So it's great to see, you know, for one, a small business uh, yeah. do that. Yeah, I mean, you, you just said it yourself, right? So most gyms focus on the training aspects. Um, you know, it's, you know, big bucks, uh, gym, big corporate gyms, it's training only. Yeah. Um, maybe some of them will, um, will dip into nutrition a little bit, but it's really rare to find a, a recovery aspect from a gym standpoint. Um, and you know, it's not just, um, it's not just the, um, the, 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 the training itself is a stressor, right? It's, it's, it's a stress. So having that recovery standpoint as well, it's, it's what, um, drives all of my members, to biofit yeah. and then again you know if you talk about recovery i know you're the recovery uh, podcast but you know like the definition of recovery is to um to re- return to homeostasis right so return to normal state uh so that's really important because what we see is in um in today's society we are bombarded by stress every single day and then you go to the to the gym Again, stress, it's a good kind of stress, but it's still a stressor, right? Sure. So um, what do we do from there to return to normal, you know? And, uh, and that's, what, that's what we provide here at Biofair. We talked, we talked deeper about this. And we probably are going to talk about it in, in this podcast. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, you make a great point of like professional athletes or high-performing college athletes, you have that full end to end available to you. And then you go out into the quote unquote real world uh, and and then it's not there. And so, but it's still equally as important for, I'll call it the, the everyday athlete who we all are trying to perform our best for, you know, our jobs and our families and, and still pursue our own personal fitness objectives. Um, And that gap is always getting it done. Like we all, we all know it. Like I know certain recovery things, but I don't always make the time. So having that like right there where it's like impossible not to walk past <laughs> the recovery area and be like, oh, okay, I should go do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, like you said, you know, it's, um, it's a one-stop shop. So there's no excuse of not doing it. Um, if you want to get a little bit nerdy, you know, it's the, um, you know, when we talked about recovery, you know, return to normal state, there's, um, we talked about two different pillars in our autonomic nervous system, right? So there's the um, sympathetic and parasympathetic system yeah. where sympathetic is, um, you know, fight or flight. So it's basically like, uh, you've heard this before, you know, being chased by a tiger, like trying to get eaten. Um, so your body gets into that really uh, uh, sympathetic system where it's like, you know, all your nerves are ready. You're, 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 you're ready to, to fight or to run away basically, which is great. That's the kind of uh, where we want to be before training, um, uh, training sessions. And this is what we do actually in our warm up. We have six phase dynamic warm up where we go into foam roll, dynamic stretching. We do some corrective exercise. 
and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll finish on a CNS prep where we actually want to hit that nervous system. Um, but when it comes to recovery, um, especially after a session, we want to change from a sympathetic nervous system right into that parasympathetic. So that's the complete opposite. Um, parasympathetic is um, sleep, eat, and basically that's where you are growing. So in terms of training athletes or day-to-day -day athletes, we want to be in this parasympathetic nervous system most of our days, if uh, most of the day, if not, you know, like outside of our training sessions. But like we just talked about in today's society, it's very hard to be in that um, parasympathetic nervous system. It's just, you know, you have stresses all the time, stress from work, stress from relationship, um, you know, we don't have tigers chasing us, thank God. But, you know, the news every day, the war in Ukraine, you know, like everyone is watching those uh, stresses and it kind of um, uh, puts us in that sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And this is what, um, that's what we just, we don't want to be in. Um, so that's why we give all those recovery modalities here and try to, uh, to help our members to, um, to be in a more relaxed state. Yeah. And, and you kind of break down it in like three different things. Like our body doesn't know the difference of stress. It just knows the chemical response ultimately, like you're saying. Correct. Um, and then one thing I, I still kind of do is the pre-workout stuff and how that helps recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, could you maybe expound on, on the importance of the kind of the pre-workout and warm up and how that kind of gets you a better recovery? Uh, pre-workout in terms of the warm-up that we do or in terms right of right you, you mentioned the three phases dynamics like how important yep. it is to kind of get get you prepped for not just the workout but even on the back end of it yeah um i mean our, our warm-up is is um so it's six phase so it's um uh, we do a foam roll so a myofascial release uh, we just want to get rid of uh, all the nuts um in our muscles uh we do uh dynamic stretching then we're going straight into a um, active, um, I'm sorry, a corrective exercise. So we want to um, hit where our weaknesses, uh, so we don't get into the workout, you know, being uh, one-legged, weaker than the other, you know, like stuff like this. Uh, we do a active, um, active stance, so we want to be, uh, we want to do like um, glutes, for example, activate the glutes, activate the, uh, the muscle that we are about to use for the workout. And then, uh, and then again, you know, CNS prep. So we want to get ready for the actual workout in terms of a uh, central nervous system. Now, during the workout, we do all of our, um, uh, so it could be, uh, so for today, for example, we have a few uh, supersets. And then we'll finish with a conditioning uh, towards the end. Okay. But how that's going to help with our, our recovery is at the end, we usually do a, uh, you know, like a parasympathetic uh, breathing. So we'll go into a 90-90 position, uh, legs up, and then uh, try to do box breathing, for example. So box breathing is four seconds uh, breathing, four second hold, four second breathe out, and then four second hold again. Uh, that just for about a minute or two, 
uh, just for, you know, to cool off a little bit and then get ready straight, like I said, straight back into a parasympathetic system. And then uh, this will help you get, uh, grow basically. So um, to cool yeah. off. Yeah, that, um, I can attest to that. I appreciate that. And, and glad you guys do that. I had my personal ex experience was I ignored that for years and then went through a program similar to that. And I, I saw such a huge benefit on my performance and just how I felt overall. I didn't feel like exhausted and like wasted for the day after my workout yep. ability to kind of like go on to everything else I've got in the day. Yeah. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Especially, you know, we have a lot of, we, we open at 5 a.m. So we have some, some crazy members that come in at 5 a.m. workout. So the last thing we want to do is to kill them and then them to be tired for all day. So we want to try to cool off after the workout and, and, and get them ready. Um, with that so, serotonin and, you know, those, uh, those good. I, yeah. As a coach and, you know, you guys offer small groups and the value of that is like some personal interaction. You get to know the, the, the members, how do you guide people through them to get them to be able to assess themselves? Right. I mean, it's hard enough sometimes to even know where we are individually of ourselves on being ready to either push it super hard or knowing maybe, Hey, you need to taper it down a little bit. How do you guide people through that process, that thought process and adjusting um, the workload so that's not overtraining? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that's really a coach. Uh, we have an amazing team. Um, they can see, we always ask for like from a RPE base or rate um, perceived exhaustion. So we always ask, you know, like, oh, um, do you think you have, you know, how many reps can you do in this set? Uh, you know, pick up a way that you can do 10 reps. So we ask them, uh, how was the 10 reps? Oh, you know, I think I got two more. And that's where you usually want to be. It's like about two reps in reserve. Um, so we try to accommodate the weights or the the uh, the exhaustion based on how much they can do and uh, for, for the individual. So yeah. even though we train in a small group, it's very customized in that way. It's like okay, Susie is gonna pick you know uh, a thirty pound dumbbell for a goblet squat, and uh, she's managed to do ten reps really good, and she feels good good enough so that we push her to like a uh, thirty five pound, and she still managed to do all rep. But then Jack next to her, you know, that's uh, obviously it's, you know, he's, uh, he's a little bit more advanced. So we'll, we'll put him on a barbell or even a heavier dumbbell and then ask him the same thing and say, Hey man, how was it? So yeah, you know, like I, I think I can push a little bit more also grab a heavier weight in that way. Um, and we try to, you know, we program in a way that uh, every Every four weeks, we have some kind of a deload. So in terms of volume, we yeah. always go into a, a linear prioritization. So our programming goes up. You know, we go from three sets, four sets, five sets. And then uh, we kind of have that tapering where, okay, this week we are going to go back down to three, uh, three sets of 10 or three sets of 12. Uh, okay. So we play around with volume so that way they don't get completely overtrained. Uh, it's always about having that small overtrain uh, or overphasing period, but then back into a deload 
to then over uh, over program uh, excuse me overload them later on in the program. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, the importance of deload as like it's almost like this macro recovery cycle. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. So um, we always look at a one year in program. So we have a one year in advance. So that's the macro cycle. Okay. And then each each macro cycle has a meso cycle. So that's you know every uh, three to four months. And then within those uh, three to four months, we have uh, the monthly programming and then the weekly programming. So, so what does that deload week enable uh, for the individual? Uh, so like we just talked about, again, it's gen pop. So, you know, we do still train pro athletes. So that's very different. But gen pop is, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to overtrain a gen pop just because their, their training is usually we try to keep them between um, six – to 15 reps, depending on uh, on the level and the exercise of the, the person. Yeah. So hypertrophy-based training. Sometimes a little bit of strength. So once we get to the heavy and uh, higher intensity, we go towards the six reps and 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 lower, maybe five, but we don't go any lower than this. Yeah. Um, for that reason, we don't want to overtrain them. Uh, we don't want to put too much on the central nervous system where – we are just burning them, crashing them. Um, we're not a, uh, you know, I'm not going to say their name, but, uh, like, you know, a high in interval training facility. Yeah. That you just go on a cardio or spinning class and just, you know, destroy your clients for an hour straight. And, uh, and there's no recovery to that, right? It's just, yeah. um, you just sweat. You feel good now, but, you know, you're not going to last long probably going to do this for a month or so and uh and that's about it you're going to burn yourself out yeah it's almost like uh i call it the, the new year's resolution syndrome when you come out too hard and fast yeah. and out and then it turns into you don't make it a lifestyle choice or because of the, the that piece of it that's that's very true you know that's very true we are in a society that want results right now um every time we decide something we have to have it now that's right so, uh, so, you know, those, uh, those classes that offer a one hour of, uh, really high intensity tra training is, it, I'm, you know, it has its bonus, it has its pros, but it has a lot of cons as well, where, yeah. but you are just going to burn yourself out if you don't, if you don't watch out. So how do you, uh, I, I, these are more coaching questions, uh, a little bit on myself too, at times is like, how do you, how do you guide a person off the shelf of like pushing too hard um, or, or maybe it's a better stated the expectation management on what they should expect from a workout and how they should feel. Yeah. And that's a very complicated uh, thing that I've seen with my own clients is, you know, everyone expects a, a good workout to, to be like, Oh my God, you know, uh, Today's workout was amazing. Kevin nearly killed me. I yeah. nearly threw up. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sweating, uh, and and that's kind of where we don't. I don't want that. You know, like if I hear one of my clients say, "Oh, I nearly threw up. That was amazing." That's probably uh, not a uh, 
not a great thing for, for, for myself uh, as a coach to hear. Um, you know, again, like people have the wrong image of what a workout should be like. Sometimes I have clients saying like, hey, you know, did we even work out today? It's like, yeah, yeah, we did. You know, like you did a, a good active recovery. It was more of a deload. Yep. And then, but then, you know, the next week they have more energy to push and get some PRs. I think we have a uh, 95% of our members get PRs every single month, um, you know, so personally. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's every single person that we have is are making um, steady increment. So again, steady gains. gains, that's right. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to your point on the, on, on the uh, uh, for myself, I use the patient persistence, right? And just, that's why I asked about the context of it because I myself get impatient. And I'm like, I, I want to be, you know, the fastest I can be or lift the heaviest I want every single time. And that's not really what you should be doing. Like the throw up moment is really the race or that, you know what I mean? Or like what CrossFit just had their uh, open. So that's like an event and you're working up to that, but it shouldn't be every single workout. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, um, you know, it, it has, like you said, it has its, its time. Um, you know, Muhammad Ali, I think, said uh, something in, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this, but it's something like, you know, train hard and, and fight easy, which in a sense, it's, it's very accurate. Yeah. And, you know, during the off season, that's usually when you want to go the hardest with your athlete. And then in season, um, should just be maintaining, right? But in the same time, when we talk about Gen Pop and, and, and Weekend Warrior, um, what is the event, you know? Uh, the event should be how to, uh, should be a, a healthier lifestyle. It should be longevity. So what does longevity mean? It's, it's you know, this is not a, uh, an event on the calendar. This is, okay, how am I going to train to live the longest and to be able to, uh, to stay on this earth as long as possible yeah. and, and as healthy as possible. Right. So again, it's, um, you know, there needs to be a goal and there needs to be a, uh, a program related to that goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on the recovery side of things, do you um, help provide recommendations based on how an individual is feeling based on what you guys offer or, so we, um, we don't have an actual program, but we do have check-ins as part of the accountability that we offer. Okay. And within those check-ins, we always ask first, um, how's your sleep? So sleep is the, the number one modality uh, in, in yeah. terms of recovery, right? So num- it's the most important aspect of recovery. Um, so we try to ask them, you know, like, okay, um, how many hours are you sleeping? Right? That's the first question is just the, the quantity. Once we figure out the quantity, then we ask about the quality of the sleep. So if someone tells you, yeah, you know, like, I don't understand. I'm always tired, but I sleep eight to nine hours a day. So, okay. We know the the quantity is great, but the quality must be shit, right? So it's like, okay, so why are you sleeping eight to nine hours, but still feeling really, really tired? Yeah. Uh, So then we, we, you know, we dive a little bit into the sleeping patterns, like, okay, um, room temperature, EMF. So do you have a TV? You know, like, we, are oh. you putting, 
Are you putting your phone on Bluetooth, um, on airplane mode? You know, stuff like this. So we try to uh, increase or improve their sleep quality. Um, the next thing, the next step in our check-in is the uh, nutrition aspect. Yeah. So, you know, once we get the sleep pattern done, then we go into nutrition. That's the second most important in terms of recovery. Um, how is your um, food habit? So what, how do you eat? What do you eat? What do you eat before working out? What do you eat after workout? You know, um, what type of diet are you on? Intermediate fasting, uh, keto, um, you know, vegan, whatever it is, we try to help them um, try to recover the best way as possible. And then once we figure out the nutrition, uh, sleep is on point, nutrition is on point, then we go into the, uh, the little modalities that we offer here at BioFit. So infrared saunas, for example. So always we can recommend to do some, um, some infrared. That's my three, favorite. Yeah. Three, four times a week, you know, like, um, try to get in there as much as possible. Even 20 minutes is fine. You know, like 10, 15 to 20 minutes. But if you can get it, uh, regularly, it's, it's even better. Yep. Um, cold and hot plunge. So cold plunge, ice bath. You have to be careful with this because it is, a uh, it is a stressor. It's also cold, right? So it's ice. Um, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't put ice after a workout just because it's gonna, it's gonna impair your muscle growth. So from a protein synthesis standpoint, cold is gonna inhibit, um, inflammation. So it's going to get rid of the inflammation that you have in your body. Right. Now, this is great if you're injured. It's also great if you are looking from a uh, longevity standpoint. So inflammation, that's the, the enemy, right? We don't want to be inflamed. But in a sense that when it comes to an athlete or trying to build muscle mass, inflammation is actually a natural way for your body to recover and to grow. So we actually need that inflammation to have uh, protein synthesis and help uh, protein get into the muscle. So okay. post-workout, ice, um, that's not ideal. I uh, usually would recommend, uh, we recommend all of our members to wait a few hours. Even better if you can do it on an off day. So you have your active recovery day, you know, yep. do a couple stretching and then get in the ice bath. And then after the ice bath, get in the infrared sauna all the hot baths. So, um, that's why we, I'm, I'm actually going to talk about the hot next, but, um, but yeah, cold is, uh, cold has those pros and cons for sure. Yeah. I, I just real quick. I like that. It's not, if it's when it sounds right. like. Yeah. So that's another thing that I talked about with one of my coaches is everyone has a, um, program for training, but not a lot of people have programs for recovery, right? Mm -hmm. So it's um, recovery, just like training, needs to be programmed. You can't just go in, uh, in an ice bath for 20 minutes when you have no experience with ice before. It's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make more uh, damage than, 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 than positive. That's, that's what I think, and this is research, what the research shows as well. Uh, I think it should be incremented. You, you don't start at 20 to 30 minutes, you know, like Wim Hof, you know, everyone saw Wim Hof. Now it's the most popular thing to go into ice bath. Yeah. You know, I love Wim Hof. I love the ice man. I love the breathing stuff. Um, I do it myself, but you know, I've, uh, you, 
you got to progressively implement this, right? So start with five minutes. Start with a cold shower first. Yeah. And once you pass that and getting the ice bath. Uh, so don't then, start off with a trip to the Arctic and jump in. Right? That's right. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't start with that. No, that's uh, that would be a bad, uh, bad thing to do for sure. Yeah. Um, so on the heat, you were going to touch on that. Yeah. So the heat is next. So we have a, uh, we have a hot plunge. So what I love doing is, um, contrast therapy. So you get the, the positive of the, of the cold. So the construction of the blood vessel, and then you got the positive of the, of the heat, which is uh, dilation of the blood vessel. So it, the contrast therapy, um, almost does like a pump, a pump mechanism where it's like you constrict and dilate. So it, it does, uh, it has that flow of in, 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 in the blood vessels that um, gets rid of the inflammation, um, gets more nutrient to the muscle. And uh, that's kind of the, what I've seen from the research standpoint to be the ideal scenario in terms of recovery. Um, you don't get the, the negative side of um, getting rid of the inflammation completely. So muscle growth is still there, but in the same time you get, that um that coldness from uh from from the cold obviously cold water okay. uh so the heat um the heat heats like i said it it, it um dilates the blood vessels so you actually get more nutrients into the, the muscle it also relaxes the muscle um so that's what you want after after a hard workout uh, just to try to relax a little bit um, like we said in the earlier in the podcast, parasympathetic system. So try to relax, you know, cold is going to put you straight into sympathetic, right? So the last thing you want is to jump in a, uh, frozen lake or, you know, as soon as you get the cold, the first thing that you have is that, that breath, right? That, yeah. That, that deep breath, uh, that, that, that tries to, um, shock your body. Um, yeah. so the, the heat has the, uh, the complete opposite. It's going to. It's going to relax. It's going to feel good. That's why most people have a hot tub instead of a nice bath at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you make an important point on, on the science of it behind it at a high level is like what it's doing to your body and like blood flow aids in the recovery. That's what the inflammation is. The good inflammation post-workout is like all the blood is rushing there to recover it. And so doing that kind of helps facilitate the body more to kind of get that blood flow moving harder and faster. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly prefer the hot over the cold. Yeah. Uh, people do. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and the other point you make is good is, is the skill of breath work that I think a lot of us just like, I, I breathe, I'm fine. Yeah. So that comes back to the, uh, almost a meditation, right? So, Going back to, uh, to, to Wim Hof a little bit, just because that's the only one that I know that, that does something like this um, with Navy SEALs. Um, yep. Try to control your breath. And once you have your, once you can control your breath in a hard situation, like being in the ice or being on the fire, for example, then you can control everything, right? So you can keep your, keep your cool and, uh, and, um, and try to, in, in the terms of recovery, it will actually help you recover faster. Yeah. So you have a preferred method for yourself? Um, I 
I don't have a method for myself. I try to meditate um, during the contrast. So in yeah. the cold, it helps. It helps, you know, especially the first two minutes in the cold, it's just the worst. But then afterwards, it's 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 fine. If you keep your, your breathing, um, like Wim Hof does, you know, like breath, breath work, um, you should be good after that. Yeah, yeah. So um, when it comes to the various recoveries, do you guys, wh- which ones do you offer now? You mentioned the two, the infrared and the, and the cold plunge. Uh, infrared, cold plunge. Uh, we have uh, compression boots as well. So that's, that's more like a, um, a lymphatic drainage. So just to get rid of the inflammation, get rid of the lactic acid in the legs or the arms, um, back to the, um, back towards the heart. So, um, so it does, it's more like a venous return. So try to help, uh, the blood, blood flow going back to, towards the heart. Um, the other thing is we have massage therapy. So obviously that's another similar to, um, drainage, um, it also feels good, right? Who doesn't <laughs> like massage? Um, and then we have all kinds of doctors. So uh, chiropractor, physical therapist, um, PTs, the acupuncture, dry needling. Um, these are the kind of modalities. Nice. Um, and then you guys even offer some, uh, I want to say, what's the right term? Advanced mm-hmm. methods um, for injury. Like uh, I think there was a doctor in the back, right? Yes. Uh, we have stem cells, PRP, and, um, oh man. Just maybe touch, touch on those two things and and the value of them. I know you're not the doctor, but like if at a high high level, uh, for those listening, it's not medical advice. Uh, what those offer? (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm probably not the one that that should be talking about this, but, uh, PRP. So in, in my experience that I've seen is basically when they take your blood, um, they put it in this um, in this machine that basically um, runs itself and put more oxygen into the blood, and then you inject it into the uh, the injured area. So you you're pretty much taking your own blood and then um, putting uh, nutrient dense, oxygenated dense blood back into the injury. So you should have a um, uh, more nutrients to that injury area, so that yep. you can recover faster. Stem cells. Uh, honestly, I better. I'm. I'm probably not the one to talk about this. I have. Uh, I don't. I don't have the experience or the knowledge into this. <laughs> you don't have to go there. Yeah. Probably better <laughs> left unsaid. If you're listening, research it. You know, go to Doctor Google. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, Kevin, listen. I appreciate what you guys are doing at Biofit. I really like what you're doing. Uh, like you said, that nutrition piece, you've got the the smoothie bar, which who doesn't love a good smoothie for that pre or post workout, the actual quality, like prescriptive, you know, everyday athlete or general population like myself trying to continue to stay healthy in that long, like you said, the longevity of mind, and then enabling people with these newer methods and caring for themselves. Like the self-care that we blow off or the quality coaching that I think we all need to just help us get through the things effectively. Cause we all have the same goals of just being our best selves. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was going to touch as well the smoothie bars and we also offer um, meal prep service. So, okay. Yeah. We partner up with uh, 
with a, a sister company that uh, my friend owned. And, um, and basically what we do is uh, custom macronutrients and, and calories. So we just send them that. You can pick it up at the gym or deliver to your house. Uh, it's just basically a meal service. So it's cheaper than a fast food, you know, yep. and, uh, and you get healthy organic food uh, tailored to your needs. Uh, that's something that we've seen that works really well. And, uh, and nutrition is, is, you know, it's probably 70% of, um, of everyone's goal. It's to, um, to look better. So that's nutrition. Training is one aspect for sure. Um, trying to re- uh, keep our lean mass, but, you know, if fat loss, if, if that's the main goal, or even athletic performance, you know, nutrition plays a really important goal. Uh, yeah, in- Absolutely. Uh, well, Kevin, man, I appreciate it. So close things out with a few personal questions, nothing too heavy, but what are you reading right now? Uh, right now I am reading, uh, let's see, I have the, um, my latest book was, uh, go one more. Um, and, uh, the one before that it's, uh, the operator. So I, I like to read like Navy steel stuff, Navy seal stuff. Um, Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I'm, I was never in the army or anything like that, but, uh, I, I like the mindset of uh, these guys. They have a really good mindset and, and I feel like it actually helps with my business. Um, Absolutely. From me. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what are you listening to right now? Be music or podcast. So my music uh, on Spotify is super weird because I have my gym music <laughs> and relaxed music. Uh, gym music is usually like heavy metal. Um, that's where you know rock or heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, relaxed music is more country. So I know again, it's it's weird coming from a European, but uh, <laughs> you know, like I've ten years in in the US, I've turned full on country. There you go. Yep. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, what's your go-to rest and recovery method? Um, so any type of active recovery, uh, I like to walk. Um, I walk my dog. I'm going to say four times a day, not, not just because he loves it, obviously, but, uh, it, for me, that's my active recovery. So I try to walk quite a bit. Um, and the infrared sauna is probably uh, my other one, just because I listen to podcasts and and I can I can do work while I'm. It's a, it's a passive uh, modality, right? So you don't do anything; you just sit there. Yeah. So it, it enables me to do something else uh, while I'm uh, recovering. Yeah. There you go. Well, habit stacking. Yep. Awesome. Well, Kevin, uh, thank you so much. How can folks find you if they are in the yeah, and just where are you located, just so everybody knows? Uh, we are in uh, Oviedo, so that's the, um, uh, a small town right right next to Orlando. Basically, okay. we're 10 minutes away from Orlando. Um, but they can find me on um, uh, Instagram, so Kev Mason, or Biofit Performance. And same thing on Facebook, it's Kev Mason and Biofit Performance. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you.